Time to char up that grill because you're chowing down at the card pool. I'm your host, Stu. And I'm Kyle. And today, we're taking a magic moment and we're gonna be diving into Boros for Commander. Exactly, the red and white slice of the color pie in Magic really seems like it just hasn't been explored to its full potential. I know it always bothers me as a Commander player me when too. I wanna play those colors. There aren't really that many awesome commanders out there, and the ones that are pretty good are sort of boring. Like, they all seem to do one dimensional mostly the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's very one-trick pony. They have to rely on just attacks or some weak tribal strategies for it. And, I yeah. mean, honestly, the strongest thing about Boros is land destruction. And as yeah. a commander player, I personally hate land destruction. Me too. I mean, I understand it should be in the game as, like, something like a strip mine, which is a land that can destroy other lands. Seems right. pretty fair. Cannibalistic, but fair. But constantly battling down people's lands is just cruel. No, it's not cool. Unless there's something like a ghost quarter that like you can exchange a really good land for maybe just a basic, but whatever. That's beside the point. So we took it upon ourselves to create a couple potentials for the realm of commander in Boros. We're going to see what you think of these. We're going to Two different styles. Kyle these. and I think sometimes <laughs> the same and sometimes it's not even in the same classification. Yeah, but. and I should say, at least for mine, I know you did very beautiful artwork for, for yours well, too. That we'll you, see Kyle. shortly, but for mine, I do not claim to own this artwork. I'll explain for each you know individual card where I ended up getting the artwork that I used from. But anyway, let's, uh, let's take a look at the first card, shall we? And this will be uh, Kyle's, so it's yours, so you read it to everyone. Yes, so this is a legendary planeswalker, Jessica the Mender. For those who know Jessica from the lore, I decided to make a card for her. She costs two colorless and a red and a white, putting her in the Boros color pie. She has four starting loyalty and three abilities, so plus two. You may play target exiled permanent this turn. If you don't, at the beginning of your end step, draw a card and Jessica deals two damage to you. Then minus three, exile a card from your hand or a permanent you control and return target non-land permanent from your graveyard to the battlefield. And then her ultimate, minus seven, target player exiles cards from their hand and permanents they control until they have the same number of each as another target player. So there's before actually... Before you even dive into this, <laughs> I want to say the one thing I do like that you did right off the bat is I like how it's four for four for the loyalty and it can go up. So it's outside of the realm of a lightning bolt, which, I mean, is typically I'd say is the standard for Planeswalker. It has to have at least little over three starting loyalty depending on the mana cost right. and i'd say for this one four is definitely fair yeah and obviously i couldn't put the rider on here for a card smith that we used but obviously jessica in this case can be your commander that was kind of the point of designing this card and it's actually quite a bit of a story as to how i came to this idea but to make it short I was trying to rack my brain to come up with different things, that elements that Red and White shared besides a love of attacking people, which is what they generally do. Yeah, very do. aggro. So I was thinking of all of these different things, and I realized something, that White has a lot of exile effects, like Path to Exile, Swords to Plowshares, totally things that exile other people's things that are or a problem. Or Merciless Eviction, which is in White, black and white, but right. it still pertains to that. Yeah, yeah, White exiles things a lot. Red, strangely enough, also plays with Exile a lot in that they, these days anyway, have a lot of impulse draw, meaning, you know, you exile a card and then you can cast it that oh, turn yeah, or something like true. that. So from that, I realized, huh, Red and white share a love of exiling things. So like, so how could I convert that into just some kind of card? 
And I kind of went back to my love of playing the game of Magic in general. One thing that I love to do is like steal other people's cards. And I was like, what if I designed a Boros Planeswalker that could steal other people's cards that were in exile? And so I was trying to come up with a character for it. And for those who are very familiar with the Magic lore, Jessica, the Planeswalker, was the one who basically gave up her life to cause the mending of the entire multiverse that fixed all the time so rifts and Laura, all of those problems. Alora block then? Uh, no, this was way, but this was like the time spiral block. Oh, this way happened. before that. So it's a long story. But suffice to say, Jessica, I called her the mender because she was the one responsible for the mending that fixed the multiverse. And I tried to show that in that she plays with exile. It sort of plays with the theme of like the universe is falling apart and she can put it back Reaching together. Reaching outside that the kind space. Of thing. Yeah. Right. So anyway, that point first, in my book there for flavor. Yeah. So that first ability, and obviously. She works really well with other cards that exile things, so they work you know, nicely in conjunction with her. So that first ability, I wanted her to have some kind of generic card advantage ability that was with a little bit of interest tacked onto it. She can just draw you cards. Of course, she does damage to you for the privilege, and that's but she can just draw you cards. Boros needs draw some form of draw. Like Blue typically is right. known for it, and I mean obvious reasons why but mm. i like the idea red can t sometimes draw you cards it at a cost same right. way as black black can draw you cards at a cost i'd yeah. say it's fair i'm yeah. not i'm not terribly thrilled about the first ability but i'd say it's fair enough as in a commander world but notice i said you can play target exiled permanent this turn so permanent includes lands so if you exile somebody else's lands somehow you can play them for yourself you're not casting it. right okay. and then also i kept it to permanence because I don't know, just something about her theme made me like, I don't want her to be able to cast Exiled Instance or Sorceries. Well, there's that some seems like, like too much. Exile themselves, like Yagmas will. Right, that seems like to, too much. Well, and then it doesn't put it back into the graveyard. So, yeah. you, I mean, you took out a little bit of a niche where it's like, if it's Exiled, you can keep yeah, getting it. Yeah, she only really plays with permanence, that's the thing. I like so. that, all right. Yeah, and then the minus three, I wanted her to have an ability that feeds into the first ability with Exile, but also could recur something from the graveyard. Hence, I came up with this ability where the cost is an exile, but then you get something back from the graveyard. I like it. I mean, if you it, it, so the thing is that it makes it so if there isn't anything exiled, the second effect, it's going to be slower, especially on turn four, and if you're not in the colors yet, which again, mm -hmm. Boros has sometimes problems with right. uh, adjusting with its mana. So it doesn't seem like I'd think this right now off the top. It seems like it'd be the aggro number one deck, but oh, no. it seems like it'd be an improvement for Boros right now. No, it'd just be a completely bizarre new form of Boros deck, which I really like the idea of. And also it plays very well into the whole red impulse draw thing, because whenever that happens to you and you exile a card and you can't cast, you're like, oh, it sucks. I can't use it. Yeah. But she allows you to use them whenever you want, which is great. And then um, I won't go into it too much longer, but last but not least, I designed her ultimate effect because I was trying again to rack my brain for an ultimate that I hadn't seen on a Planeswalker yet. And I thought of the white card balance and there's a couple different versions of balance that have been made. And I was like, or, a yeah. balance effect. That's what and hasn't that's a been very, done yet. Very white effect yeah. typically. Or like in uh, red has a way of taking out all the artifacts or right. creatures inherently for that. So it makes it so the board gets balanced in a perspective. Yeah, you attack someone's hand, you attack their field. So, so they, and again, in a multiplayer game, you don't have to pick yourself. You could pick somebody else who's a disadvantage and someone else who has a massive advantage and kind of even things out between them. And again, Exile feeds right into her other abilities. I so. like it. It's, it's not a horrible card. Although the one thing I would oh, like gee. about this, well, I'm, all right. It, it, no, I'm saying it's fair. Sometimes you like to make very overpowered things. I'd say this is what? a very fair, modest card. But also, I like the iteration where, like, you go ahead and you play a, a Banishing Light or an Oblivion Ring. 
mm -hmm. or an Oblivion Stone. Yep. Uh, all right, I'll pay three, do this. It's exiled. I'll drop my commander and I'll take it. Right, exactly. I, I, I like that kind of iteration. I just thought of it now. Uh, no, it seems like it's an anti-meta kind of card. And I, I gotta say I like those. So let us know in the comments, how does this one rank? Um, if you want to tell us which one's your favorite, we've got three more coming. I have mm. two and Carlos one more. So Yeah, I wasted a lot of time explaining the backstory on this one, so go ahead. No, nah, it's, it's all good, dude. I'm only judging you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go and we'll bring up, uh, I have one that's uh, a female as well. Mm. That lovely art right there is by me, so I don't have to worry about it. But this is a card I call Des the Knee, <laughs> if you can pick up on that subtle hint. Um, it is, I had it cost one Boros, a red and a white, for a legendary creature, Angel. Legendary creature Angel with a 1-2 body. It has flying like almost every angel does. It has the other effect of whenever you cast an enchantment, you may discard a card. And if you do, draw a card. So an impulse draw kind of style like you had. Hmm. And lastly, if you pay one in a Boros, sacrifice an enchantment you control, exile target creature and opponent controls until Des the Knee leaves the battlefield. So hmm. the main thing I really liked about red and white or red itself is that red has super strong enchantments which typically is usually associated with white and enchantress decks are green and white right so reds always had strong stuff there and i mean a lot of them are hidden in the past like us digging through old sets i'm kind of like oh, yeah. that's an incredible card that's an incredible card but it can be kind of niche i've been wanting a red white enchantress deck forever and i also want to give it a type of creature base that is strong now mm -hmm. angels you see all throughout and they're big oh, yeah. glorious flyers with great amazing effects mm -hmm. i kind of wanted one that was kind of pseudo outcasted mm -hmm. um out on the lines, like, it's not really doing much. It's more or less there as, like, a support thing. And the commander is usually a support card for what the deck yeah. does. Well, and I, I do like the fact that this is so low-costed. I like aggressively-costed commanders. And I wish the stats were maybe a little bit higher. Like, I think you could have maybe pushed this to being, like, a 2-3. Uh, but not, not this, for it's fine. what I wanted to do. But, but, I mean, I wanted it to be low-casted so, like, you can get it out soon enough and then cast an enchantment, not the other way around. I don't want you to deplete the hand before you get it because then... You're not getting your hand back. Right. And then, but also by doing that, inherently, let's say you turn two her out and then turn three, you will say banishing light for sake of mm -hmm. argument. Turn four, that will be when you'd actually be using her effect. Because I think the draw is the important part yeah. here. And since it has to be casted, cheating enchantments into play doesn't do anything with auras like you see with certain cards being able to just put right. them into play flat out. So I think it makes it a little bit fair. It's a quick card. It can keep you aggressively well-paced with fast decks. Mm. And Boros needs that. And I also, I didn't want to make it so you could target your own creatures with the sacrificing enchantment. Yeah, that, that leads to all kinds of... Messy situations. Yeah. But I did want to make it so, like, whenever this creature left, they could come back. Right. So it makes it so, like, they don't it's necessarily fair. want your yeah. commander to leave if you're holding something back like a blight steal or if you're holding something back like somebody else's commander repeatedly. Right. So it yeah. can... I thought it had inter interesting political iterations with how it could work in this stuff. And Yeah, it's very interesting. I really also think that a Boros Enchantments Commander is something we definitely need. And this is pretty cool. Like, this ticks most of the boxes for me. It has, it, it's evasive and aggressive, which I very much like. It has the ability, sacrificing enchantments is an interesting cost, and then uh, being able to exile threats, I like that a lot. And then also the just generic card draw advantage, I like that too. And again, with the discard and then draw, it's very flavorful for red and white. It's very much suits what they've has been done before, and I, I like it. I really Thank do. You. I appreciate it, Kyle. I thought for sure you'd hate it, or at least the name. So. <laughs> well, no, it's okay. I'll give you a pass on that. Like I said, the the art is 
you know, impressive. It's better than what I could draw. You know, I sure. appreciate it. And I should say, going back to my uh, previous card, Jessica, I actually pulled that one off a Pinterest board um, okay. from fan art of something or other. But the uh, the the credit is actually on the uh, on the bottom of the card, so you can see I credit. And we can the link it in the video. There. You guys can probably find it down in the description below yeah. as well. And this one, on the other hand, by a secondary one here, this art I actually pulled straight from another. Wizards of the Coast card, which I will go over in a second. So my next uh, commander here is Daria, Sky Knight Captain. Now, Jessica was a legendary. I mean, Jessica was a, a mythic. Well, she was a mythic and a planeswalker. So I wanted to make a rare to, to correspond with it that kind of toned down the power level a little bit. Okay. So this one is a bit more along the generic Boros lines, but still has some interesting things you can do with it. Anyway, she also costs four, two colorless, one red, one white again. She is a 4-3 human soldier with vigilance. Tribal relevant there. Whenever Darius Sky Knight Captain enters the battlefield or attacks, you may exile another target creature. If you do, return all other creatures exiled with her to the battlefield under the control of their owners. And then, also, she has the additional ability of tapping a colorless, a red, and a white, three mana. Target creature gains flying and haste until end of turn. Okay. So... Again, a little bit of backstory here. I actually pulled this art off the existing Return to Ravnica card, Daring Skyjack, just because I thought it looked cool and looked basically like what I wanted out it's of this. It's got the Naruto flame cape going on, so, <laughs> I mean, it goes with the color scheme. Well, and I came up with this idea of a character from Ravnica who was, like, an Azorius arrester who went around, you know, reading people the laws and taking them into custody, but got bored with that and wanted to go kick some butt. So she decides to join the Boros instead and becomes a captain of the Sky Knights who, you know, ride whatever yeah, those creatures are. Anyway, um, so I came up with the Vigilance and the body was pretty much there This as a granted. I actually downed her to a 4-3 from being a 4-4. I thought that was a little too intimidating. Yeah, for Vigilance. But you are sticking with the Boros attacking theme here. This one, yeah. Well, the flying in haste and costing three exactly like that, that's a direct callback to Sky Knight Legionnaire. Or which copying is... my card base right there. I <laughs> mean, you pretty much have almost the same makeup as me. Well, Sky Knight Legionnaire from all the Ravnica sets that's been reprinted in so far was a 2-2 two -two for three like that with flying in haste. So I figured she's the captain of the Sky Knights, gotta have that ability. Get a little bit buffed, yeah. Right. So the other ability though is it's part hate on other players, but also I wanted to make a Boros Blink Commander, which it's it's slow and it could take it a little time. Blink but and white. I made sure you can exile your own things and then bring them back, not only when she comes into play, but when she attacks. So, so. yeah, timing will be key and it's definitely interesting, and I like how you can also make it so you can give that red kind of effect on the bottom there, which is always mm. like giving haste and making it go right in for an aggro kind of style. Yeah. The flying's an added bonus, it keeps it in the white kind of style. Blink's interesting. I mean, we see white have blink effects, like, um, what's the Eldrazi? Where like you go ahead, you pay three, and you oh, just... Oh, Eldrazi Displacer. Eldrazi yeah. Displacer. We also mm -hmm. see cards like Sudden Disappearance, which are like instants and sorceries out there yeah. that White has. So, I mean, taking it into a red flavor with that, we see it in blue, we see it in green, blue, like Bants. Yeah. So, uh, seeing it in red, I think it could be deadly. I, I mean, I'm glad you didn't make it a goblin, because there's tons of goblins with <laughs> ETBs, and then I'm, I'm tired of seeing just traditional goblin decks. So, this is refreshing. You can do a tribal build with the human or soldier so, aspect. Yeah, exactly. And, it's, I think it's decent, I, I, it's, and it's lower cost, which you typically don't see those. You see it with the Angels who are like six, 
to yeah. whatever mana. It's originally, yeah, originally I created this as a five drop and a four four with vigilance and these abilities, but I downgraded high. her stats a little bit because I figured that comes out too late in the game for it to be all that powerful. So I wanted her to be a little more aggressive than that. And the ability, I kind of thought of it as, you know, she's flying around on this griffin creature or whatever, and it, like, carries a cage with it to, like, capture the lawbreakers. But you can only fit one person in there at a time. So every time she takes one person prisoner, she has to let another one go. Hence the ability. I like the flavor. I mean, it would go with a lore if there was a lore for it. Yeah. So I like that. But uh, moving on to my last card that we have here, it is, uh, let's bring it up, my, my lovely art right there. And in case you're wondering, that's supposed to be a prison cell in a mountain. I know it looks a little suggestive, but uh, uh, anyway, it's Quaz the Mountain Warden. Um, it costs five mana. I wasn't entirely sure how I wanted to spice up the mana for it, but apparently I want it to cost five. I'm still not satisfied for what I finally decided on giving it. I wanted to make it so it could come out relatively easy, but also not too easy because what mm. its effect is, I'll get into right now. So it's a goblin giant and it has a 3-5 body. It has vigilance, mountain walk. Players can only cast, uh, players can't cast more than one spell each turn. I can't even read the own card I wrote. <laughs> um, and pl players must attack each combat if able. No more than one creature can attack each combat. So this hmm. is a prison style card, and the reason why I want that is because Boros is always behind. It either doesn't have very many creatures out because it's mana hungry, or it has to cast spell slinging stuff to remove threats, but they come back from it. So I right. want something to make it so it's a slower, more calmer kind of game. And what I wanted to do is make it so like, I mean obviously this is Quasimodo I'm trying to make going on here like that. But yeah, so okay. I'll start off with the first thing, being um, Mountain Walk. Typically, mm. red has great access to making it so that all lands can be mountains. We have mm. Magus of the Moon, we have Blood Moon, and there's a variety of other cards to make it so that lands can become yep. whatever. So, that's land walks not something you see in Commanders. You see it with Thada Adele, but it's very sparse throughout Magic. And honestly, being able to give it that would be very strong, because if right. only one creature I'm, I'm making it so one creature can attack, making it so this guy can go through and survive... Makes it so you don't have to worry about as much protection. You want to kind of just be able to search for certain key cards to keep it going. Well, part of the reason you don't see it much anymore is because they stopped printing Landwalk pretty much ever. Entirely. But yeah. I think for a couple commanders, it would make sense. You see Hexproof, you see Indestructible, hmm. very powerful effects. You throw a little Landwalk in there, it changes the whole aspect of the game. Vigilance, of course, if only one creature is attacking, mm -hmm. you want to have at least one blocker if you're only getting one creature out on the field. Yeah, this I'm is right good. that. That makes sense. Um, now, having to attack and losing a creature, red is all about making people have to attack. Hmm. So I'm taking that flare right there, but I'm also using the one cast spell, like Curse of Exhaustion, that we yeah. see White. That's really interesting. I really like this because of that. Yeah, so it makes it so it's more of a, I guess, control players will like it because they're going to be playing instants and sorceries on yeah. other people's turn because they can network like that with it. Yeah. But it makes it so that they're still going to have to worry about being vulnerable. Do I counter this and make it so somebody else can do something else? Hmm. It, it gets a little bit more political. It doesn't matter if you're not drawing cards because everyone's going to be going at a slower rate. Hmm. Is it worth it to play a ramp spell or do I need to play a board wipe now? Like, I felt like it was decent enough to make it so that it was also in a tribal sense. You could make goblins go with this, sure. To make it so, like, you can make them flood into an army. Or you can go for giants, which you typically don't see as a commander base. So you can do small and big tribal synergies with this. Right. And since it's slow enough... You can take whatever kind of style you want. I was going to compare it to Silent Arbiter in a way, but also it says well. no more than one creature can attack. 
but it doesn't say that you can only block with one creature. Exactly. You block with however many you want. So that makes attacking a very tricky proposition. Exactly. But you have to do it. But you, you have, have to, to block. Anyway. You're going to want to block. So that's why I wanted to keep the goblins in there. Yeah. You keep popping out these little guys. You lose one, you keep mm. what matters. If they're, again, reliant on just the commander and like a send triplets deck, that yeah. deck will just sit there and you won't block with it, you won't attack with it, but you'll start utilizing people's stuff. Again, not being able to protect it like you would want to really makes it a disadvantage. This reminds me of a card like actually that we're going to talk about in a video to come, Kazool, Tyrant of the Cliffs. It reminds me a lot of that. It's a great prison style and I feel like these colors don't have enough of that. The only thing I don't love about this, don't I'm say not the artwork. sure about don't the hybrid. The no, I'm not sure about the hybrid mana cost, but it sort of makes sense to me because you rarely ever see goblins in white. So not having to pay white if you don't want to kind of makes sense. But but in Commander, <sighs> I, like I, I wanted to go with a little bit of style with it. Maybe I, So again, I don't know exactly how I would have wanted to give this mana rating on here. I need to give it white. I wasn't sure what I could do with it. I either put it in the effect to make it white. But let me know in the comments where you think this would go. Do you hate this card? Or how would you rate the mana? This thing something that costs four, like double red and two hybrids? Or five mana? Just, just give us a shout out. Let us know. Again, this is stuff that we feel and we think. It's mm. very subjective. I'm sure you guys have definitely thought of it out there being like, uh, no, we need more flying hate. We need more, I don't know, storm decks in mono red. Or well, you know like who that. would hate these cards? Mark Rosewater. Yeah. <laughs> well, because for, for two reasons. He would hate this one uh, because of the mountain walk and they don't do land walk anymore. He would also hate my Jessica Planeswalker because the exile zone is sacred and nobody can play with exile uh, cards. But I'm like, I respectfully disagree. Sorry. But anyway, that is going to conclude our magic moment today. And if there's any kind of topic that you would like us to cover, be sure to let us know in the comments down below. And lastly, you can feel free to reach us at many different sources. Yeah, Kyle, tell like them. Twitter, Facebook, Reddit. We're all over the place. So feel free to reach out to us and comment on whatever you like via any of our social media pages at our handle MTG the Card Pool. And until then, I'm Stu. And I'm Kyle. And we'll, we'll see you next time at the Card Pool. Ha, 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 ha.